You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome back. I am really excited to continue the discussion about consulting and why it's something I'm so passionate about. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why I decided to dive into consulting and kind of the the backstory around the discovery in terms of realizing I was silly to not embark on this journey and explore it further. So this all comes from, if you didn't catch last week's episode, make sure you go back and listen to it because I, I talk about the common you know themes that I hear from women who are sick and tired of doing the doing in clients' businesses or they feel stuck or they're scared to say that they don't want to do things the way that they've been doing them for so long. And part of the message last week was giving yourself permission to pivot and realizing that the way that you've done things and all of the learnings and resources and certifications that you've gotten, basically your past does not dictate your future. And that's okay. You can design a business of your dreams today. You can do things completely different. Deciding that you're going to pivot does not mean you failed. In fact, that means you've gained a lot of new clarity in terms of how you want to work with people moving forward. And so you should be grateful because many people don't ever figure that out or they stay stuck for far, far too long. I stayed stuck for much longer than I would have liked to admit have admitted. And that's why I'm really passionate about this new project, this accelerator program, the six week program. I'm going to help women finally be able to design a piece of their business that allows them to get out of the doing, get out of the day-to-day, to get out of the woods, the weeds, whatever you want to call it, and work with clients in a way that brings them joy, but also still gets massive results for clients. So why did I move to consulting? Here's the true story and the current state of everything. We're going to go back to summer of 2019 when I was fully booked out with OBM clients. I was a certified OBM and, you know, super grateful that I was booked out with OBM clients and telling myself that I should be really thankful that I was booked out with a wait list, but instead I was miserable and I was realizing I was never going to be able to scale. Sure, I was doing VIP days and I was grateful for that. But the thing was, is I still had this really full roster of amazing people. Let me first say that. Like I had dream clients galore and I'm grateful, but I was also realizing that I was doing something that was pretty interesting, which was I was working myself out of a job. I was coming into their businesses, giving them the answers they were looking for, cleaning things up, getting massive clarity, creating systems and processes and building teams and helping them learn to utilize their current teams, all the things. And then pretty soon it was like all the doing was done for the most part. And I didn't really have a job left. But what I did realize is that I was hearing some messages time and time again that I couldn't continue to ignore for any longer. I was hearing that people really appreciated having access to me. They really appreciated our weekly calls. 
They really appreciated having the ability to shoot me a Slack or a Voxer and talk through something, to have their ideas validated, to vet a new idea. They liked having someone to just bounce ideas off of who could speak their language and also think strategically and look out for the bottom line of the business while also looking ahead and keeping them in check based on their, you know, quick start tendencies of whatever it might be. And I started realizing that that was the theme across the board, that clients didn't care about the doing I was doing or not doing in their business. They cared about having access to me. They cared about having a thought partner in their business who understood where they were trying to go and maybe could even see it clearer than they could. So I started to kind of take note of this. And I started going back to the data and the evidence that I had to support this. And one of the things was my Colby score. So I'm an 8353. And ding, 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 strategy is a big part of that Colby makeup for me. And my implementer score is a low number, right? I have a three. And So many people who don't really understand the Colby and who work in the online business management space or the operation space, they will see that and they're like, I'm bad at implementation. That's not what that means. That means that if you have a lower number, you envision how projects should be done instead of tangibly wanting to build something with your hands. So the analogy that I worked out with one of my clients who is a certified Colby consultant when we were talking through this and in the very early days, but it really stuck with me is we were talking about gardening and how I being an 8353, I like to do the research. I like to plan out what the garden is going to look like, decide what the companion planting strategy would be, which plants should go next to which, that the tomatoes should go by the marigolds and that we should have rosemary and you get the idea, right? And what irrigation system and what the layout is going to be. But because of that three number, so I'm doing the research, I'm putting the strategy together. But because of that three number, I can envision the plan and the build, but I don't want to be the one who actually goes and does it with my hands. All right. So looking at that and saying, okay, the numbers say I'm a strategist. I'm a bigger picture thinker. I like to do the research. I like to come alongside of someone and help balance out a super fast moving quick start. Right. Those things started to come into play in my head. I went back and looked at my strengths finder in my top five. Two of my top fives are strategic thinking. I can't ignore that. I can't ignore the fact that my clients time and again tell me that they are so grateful to be able to have me to bounce ideas off of, to talk things out, to just have somebody that gets their business and loves it as much as they do. It was uncomfortable for a long time to hear things like that because it felt incredibly easy. And how could I possibly associate value with something that felt so easy for me that I should probably be doing in my sleep and I would be happy to do for free? So hold up right there. Because I know that you probably have something like that. And that thing, whatever that is, that feels so incredibly easy that it feels almost uncomfortable when people say, I'm so grateful that you do this, or it's so amazing when you do this. That's your genius. And you have to figure out how do I tap into that more? How do I do more of this? Because that's where people are seeing the value. What we think is valuable in a client's business is not always the same way that they perceive value. So that's the biggest thing right there. Make sure that you are having conversations with your clients, asking them where they find value in working with you because you might be surprised and you might have to start paying attention to the evidence that says, hey, we're just happy to have you around and we would be happy to continue to adapt as you pivot in your business to a way that's going to light you up, to a way that allows you to really step into your zone of genius and your zone of expertise. That was the conversation that happened with each and every one of my clients when I finally got brave enough to have the conversation and say, hey, I've decided that I'm going to shift the way that I am offering services moving forward. And I would love to find a way 
to make this work for both of us because I have enjoyed being part of your business growth so very much and I want to continue that if possible. And every single person on my roster, all four of them said, heck yes, let's figure out what that's going to look like. And you know what? Three of those four are still my consulting clients today. No kidding. Each of them, it looked very, very different in their business. It looked very, very unique. And the fourth one, I consulted with her for a while and then we wrapped up our engagement and she has been a huge referral partner for me. So here's the thing. I did a consulting pivot. I went from being the person who was in the day-to-day, who was doing the doing, who had been hired to be the online business manager in four different businesses. And I successfully pivoted into consulting with each one with great results. So much so that I'm still working with three of them today. That's the honest truth. And I don't tell you that because I'm bragging. I tell you that because I want you to be motivated. I want you to be excited and say, holy cow, if Melissa did it, I sure as hell can do it because you can. That's the thing. And here's the deal. I stayed stuck for far too long. I subscribed to that whole thought process of, well, I signed up to be an online business manager and I invested a lot of time and effort and money into this and I better give it a shot. Even though the other voice in my head was like, I don't love this type of work. It's really not for me. But I was so scared to admit that maybe I wanted something different because I felt like I had decided that this was a new path for me. And if I deviated from that, I was failing. But you know who I was failing? I was failing myself and my clients for not stepping up sooner and saying, you know what? I can serve you better because I can show up as the best version of myself, somebody who is really lit up to be in your business. And it doesn't look like what we thought it was originally going to look like. It's not a traditional role. And you know what? They were happy to support me. And you know what else? They don't know what a traditional role is. They, each and every person who came to me looking for an online business manager, they didn't even really know what that was. I'm sure you can relate if you're an OBM or if you're a DOO or a VA transitioning into that role, you understand that. You hear that all the time. People are looking for their person. They're looking for somebody to come beside them in their business and help them grow. And what that exact description looks like, that's for you and the client to determine. But you know what? The sooner you can get in alignment in terms of your joy and how you want to work with people and be really freaking honest about that, the happier you're going to get, the more happy your clients are going to be, and you're going to start attracting right fit people to line up to work with you. But it's never going to feel like right fit people if you don't get right with the way that you want to work with people. So you've got to start with you. You've got to start with giving yourself permission to figure out how do I really want to work with business owners. And this goes for those of you that are podcast managers. This goes for those of you that are designers. Anybody and everybody can have a consulting piece in their business. You can go and partner with a business owner as an expert and go in and give them massive value by sharing knowledge and resources and giving them guidance and creating a strategy and then popping out of their business. You don't have to do the doing. They most likely have a team that can do the doing. They, you can help them build the team. You can set them up with other people that you're networked with, but they're looking for somebody who gets it, who can see what they're trying to achieve and beyond, who understands their frustrations probably better than they do and can come in there with a magic wand, whip things into shape and potentially pop out. And maybe you pop back in again later. But my consulting engagements are a minimum of a three-month commitment. And at this point with new clients, I would say 85% of them continue to renew for nine months to a year or longer. I rarely work with people in a three-month capacity. I've worked with a couple in the past six months, but that I knew that it was going to be a very, very short project going in because I was brought on to consult in a very specific space, getting a membership up and running or optimizing an existing membership or helping them hire an online business manager or their first team member, right? 
But here's the other thing. People come back to me. They come back to me six months later or a year later and say, hey, do you have any room on your <laughs> on your roster? Because I need some more guidance. I've hit another threshold in my business. So sometimes you play a little bit of a coaching role, right? Or a mentoring role, but really it's they're coming to you because they know that you have expertise that they don't have in their business. And think about all the people you would like to have access to. As you continue to grow your business, you don't know all the things and you wouldn't expect yourself to know all the things. So think about it from the client's perspective. If they could have access to you and you could help guide them in a very, very specific and strategic way, that has massive value. Value is not always associated with implementing or being the one who's doing the doing. You have to remember that and you have to say, hey, other people are doing this with success. I, I'm curious about it. I'm going to explore it. Instead of saying, nobody is ever going to pay me to actually do consulting work. People only pay for the doing. I hear that all the time. I hear that objection. That's the first question that people ask me after they've said, is it possible to consult? Yes, it absolutely is. Well, nobody's going to pay for that. Well, yes, they are because I have a wait list still. And you know what? I hire consultants for my business all the darn time. Newsflash, (laughs) I need people who are going to come in and marry Poppins on me and then hop back out because I want to work with people who are experts who know how to guide me in areas of my business much better than I know how to guide myself. Our goal as CEOs of our business are to find people who can do things better and faster than we can. Sometimes that's a coach. Sometimes that's a consultant. Sometimes that's a team member. And sometimes the consultant will help you find the right team member. So here's the thing. It's back to giving yourself permission. It's back to saying, I want to work differently. I feel like that's possible. I'm going to start to explore and look for some evidence that this would be possible? What are the things that my clients continually tell me that they appreciate about me? What are some of the big wins that I've had with clients? Is that because of the doing or is that because I suggested something or I laid out a plan with them or I guided them or I helped them understand how to leverage a team member better or I helped them decide to pivot in a different direction or we debriefed a launch together and we discovered X, Y, and Z so that their next launch could be that much more effective. Those things are all strategic. Those things are all consulting. None of that involves the doing. And I bet each and every one of you listening can think of an example where you were able to still get results that didn't involve having your hands in something or on something. And I think that that is what's so darn important. It's really, really hard if you haven't ever experienced it or even thought it was possible to realize that it could be possible. So you have to pause and start thinking about it. Start doing inventory on the way that you work and the results that you're getting with your favorite clients or clients that you've had in the past that you loved working with and figure out how can I do more of that? Because I'm telling you that the sooner that you start to tap into that, if you're somebody who is ready to add that consulting piece to your business, the happier you're gonna be. And there are plenty of people, let me let me be really clear. There are plenty of people who love doing implementation and they don't wanna give that up and you shouldn't. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm perfectly happy in my business, why is she talking about this? Well, good for you. Stay right there. As long as you're happy, as long as there's joy, as long as it's fulfilling for you, then you're checking all the boxes that I need you to check. Maybe you can realize that, oh, consultants do exist. And maybe I can bring somebody in for a specific thing for one of my clients. I'm not recording these podcasts to try and encourage you to go out and change the way you're doing business. I'm recording this podcast and the series so that you have permission to give yourself that chance, that opportunity to explore something different. 
and tell you that there are possibilities to do things that are going to bring you more joy. And, and that doesn't mean failure. That doesn't mean that everything that you've worked so hard to achieve is all for nothing. You're going to build from that. You're going to learn from that. And that's why I shared, you know, I went back to my Colby and I started digging in. I went back to my Strengths Finder. I went back and looked at the way that I was getting results for clients and I started telling myself, you can't continue to ignore these conversations and where clients are telling you that you're getting results. So maybe this is possible. Take a chance on yourself. Did I feel physically sick when I was going to have the first conversation admitting that I was going to pivot and I was no longer going to do implementation work? Yeah, you bet. (laughs) But when I saw that my clients were happy and excited to be on that journey with me, it made it a lot better. And then I was like, why didn't you have this conversation sooner, Melissa? I mean, I can't tell you how happy I am in my business, how excited I am to get out of the bed in the morning, how I don't have the anxiety of looking at my inbox anymore or the anxiety of looking at Slack, knowing that there's going to be 3,000 to-dos. That wasn't for me. And as soon as I gave myself permission to give up the doing and let the other experts out there who could do the doing better and faster than I could take over, things really started to shift for me. And I finally felt, okay, I've arrived. This is how I want to work with people. But it was a heap of a climb out of some mindset issues where I had to get to a place where I saw myself as an equal with my clients, right? I was coming alongside them as an expert, as a fellow business owner who could help guide them instead of being somebody that was honestly prior to that stuck in the employee mindset. I looked up to them. I waited for guidance. Even when I really, really worked hard to lead them, I still didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I could be an expert in any way, shape, or form when I was only making six figures in my business or on my way to six figures and they were making multi-six figures. But that was on me. That's not how they viewed me. They never treated me like that. So if that's coming up for you and you find yourself thinking like they're not going to see me as an expert, change your way of thinking. They're absolutely going to see you as an expert because you are. You know things that they don't know, that they don't care to know. They're looking for you to guide them. So work on the mindset stuff. The sooner you can start digging into why you're staying stuck, why you're subscribing to this place of I've worked too hard to get here. I should be grateful for the fact that I have, you know, a full roster. Did you hear those words that came up? I should. I should this. No, you're going to choose because you're the CEO of your business. You're going to choose to make a shift in your business if you want to, because you get to. And that's not failing. That's going forward towards something else that's more in alignment. And I want that for you because when that happened for me, I never looked back. I only wish that I had done it sooner. So I hope that this is resonating with some of you. And again, I really, really encourage you to reach out to me if you want to explore this whole idea of consulting more so. We are launching this program spring 2020. The program is going to be a game changer. It's going to be really, really exciting. It's going to be six weeks. We're going to kick off with a two-day intensive. And I'm going to coach you, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to give you resources, and you're going to have six weeks of access to me, an accountability coach, and we are going to build out your consulting framework, and you're going to be able to go to market and sell this. You're going to be able to recoup your investment in the program with one consulting client. This isn't based on fluff. This is based on science. This is based on my experiences. I'm going to give you so many resources so that you can hit the ground running. You can set up your Dubsado and say, and now I'm offering consulting and here's what it looks like. Come chat with me about it. I'm not gonna make you figure it out on your own and flounder around like I did and sit there and be scared. I'm gonna help you have the confidence to have those conversations with your clients and understand how to really reel in your 
zone of genius so that you can say, this is where I'm meant to be. This is how I should have been serving people all along. And I am so glad that I'm making this pivot. I'm so glad because I'm going to get amazing results for my clients. I'm going to find more joy for myself, more freedom, more flexibility, and be in much better alignment with creating a business that supports my lifestyle instead of the other way around. So come chat with me. Find me on Instagram DMs. Send me an email, melissa at melissafrolick.com, or come over to the Up Level Lounge on Facebook. We are going to have a wait list ready to go for this really, really exciting consulting framework offer. You don't want to miss out. We will be offering it later in the year, but I'm telling you this beta round is going to be bananas and it'll be a beta price, which is pretty exciting in itself. But we're going to have some real game changers coming to market as a result of this. So if you want to be in on this, you want to be part of it, come talk to me. I'm happy to answer any questions. Let's get you working in your business in a way that really fills you up. That's that's my goal. And that's what I want for you. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate the support. If you feel so inclined, please leave a review for this podcast. It means the world to me. I read each and every one. If something really resonated with you, shoot me a DM. I love hearing from you. Thanks so much. And I will see you over in the Up Level Lounge on Facebook. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.